0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, November 6th. I'm Gavin McGoff,
1: And I'm Julia Caulfield.
0: In today's headlines, measuring up the ballot, question 2B.
1: County approves goals for 2024.
0: New book investigates the myths of the American West.
1: And a mountain weather forecast. But first. Tuesday is Election Day. Voters in San Miguel County are voting on a myriad of issues, including mayor and town council, school board and tax increases. Ballot drop boxes are located at the Miramonte Building in Telluride and the Glockson Building in Norwood. Polling places will be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Tuesday at the County Annex in Telluride and Norwood Town Hall. In the race for Telluride Town Council, voters can only select two candidates. Any ballots with more than two candidates selected will not be counted. Ballots for the 2023 election are due by 7 p.m. on Tuesday, November 7th.
0: On Mondays during election season, Coto News has profiled this year's ballot initiatives. With Election Day tomorrow, we've got our final installment, a story on Question 2B, which asks Telluride voters to approve an amendment to the town's home rule charter. The amendment changes the definition of a qualified elector in the town of Telluride. Basically, it adjusts who can vote in town elections. Here's town clerk Tiffany Kavanaugh.
2: Right now, the definition states that someone um, needs to have lived in the town of Telluride for at least 22 days before an election to vote in town elections. The state definition allows somebody to vote in elections if they've lived in the state for 22 days. So this is really just aligning our definition with the state's definition.
0: So a vote yes on 2B would allow any resident in Telluride to vote in a town election as long as they've lived somewhere in Colorado for 22 days prior to the election. Currently, that voter would need to reside in Telluride specifically, not simply anywhere in Colorado, for 22 days prior.
2: Yeah, if someone moves from even Mountain Village to town within two weeks of the election, they would be eligible to vote on on town matters.
0: This slight adjustment to the definition comes with big stakes for how town runs its elections. Telluride currently coordinates elections with San Miguel County and the state of Colorado. Coordinating, says Kavanaugh, comes with benefits.
2: It is just a more efficient, more affordable process. It causes um, less voter confusion. If we were to have a standalone election at the same time, there is a election at the county going on, we would have to send Separate ballots have a separate voting and service polling center, so it really streamlines the process and and makes it more affordable um, to the town as well as just more efficient in general.
0: In order to continue coordinating elections, Telluride needs to align its definition of an elector with the state's definition for purposes of ballot processing and compliance with state law to be, says Kavanaugh.
2: It's going to allow us, if the voters vote yes, to change it, to continue coordinating our elections with the county. And if not, then we could probably see standalone elections in the future.
0: Those standalone elections would come with efficiency issues, financial costs, and potentially confusion for voters, Kavanaugh reports. The proposed change was put on the ballot by town council this year, Only voters can approve an adjustment to the town's home rule charter, which acts as a sort of constitution for Telluride. Be sure to vote, if you haven't already, in this year's coordinated election. Ballots are due in drop boxes by 7pm on Tuesday, November 7th. The San Miguel Board of County Commissioners recently approved their goals and objectives for 2024 to 2025 and beyond. Gathering at a meeting to give final approvals last month, County Manager Mike Bordonia reminds commissioners of their top priorities.
3: Our top goals, housing, behavioral health, and
0: then climate action resiliency. While those top three reflect long-term county objectives and are similar to goals from this year and years past, the specific naming of behavioral health is new in 2024. This change comes after a comprehensive public health survey found issues such as mental health and substance misuse are pressing community concerns. The goal to focus on climate action and resiliency names greenhouse gas reductions and wildfire preparedness as specific priorities. And the county's focus on affordable housing names housing county employees and seeking collaborations with other East End governments as specifics. On the note of collaboration, Bordonia says the county, Mountain Village, and the town of Telluride will gather in early December to discuss how their goals align.
3: To make sure that the three uh, major governments on the east end of the county are working perhaps better in alignment
0: as well as to go for grants. Other county focus areas include supporting the county's senior residents, addressing food insecurity, and implementing programs to support equity for the region's immigrant population. Drafting these goals has been an ongoing project for county commissioners and staff, involving two board retreats since Commissioner Ann Brown joined the county commission in May of this year. Brown and her fellow commissioners were excited to give their final seal of approval. I think this feels as good as it did to finish the community grants.
2: Maybe (laughs) better. No.
0: (laughs) County goals guide the budgeting process as funds flow towards projects which target these focus areas. On November 15th, the county commissioners will hold a public hearing to discuss their 2024 budget, with the final passage projected for December 13th.
1: Betsy Gaines Kwaman moved to the West with the myth of wilderness.
4: I moved to Colorado when I was uh, 18 years old because I wanted to be in the mountains.
1: Kwaman is a historian and writer. In her new book, True West, Myth and Mending on the Far Side of America, she examines what she calls the museum of myth that the American West has grown up in.
4: I had the myth of kind of wilderness, which we now know, you know, um, this idea that wilderness was kind of an untouched and untrammeled um, place is just not true. I mean, we've had you know, um, indigenous people live in, quote unquote, wilderness areas since time immemorial.
1: True West follows as a companion piece for her 2020 book, looking at religious conservatism and fights for public lands. In part addressing changes from the pandemic, Kwaman says she had two driving forces behind her inquiry.
4: I wanted to look at the various mythologies that motivate people both living in the West and people moving to the West. And how they see the land through these mythologies, whether it's the cowboy myth or uh, the idea that the West is hale and hearty and healthy. Um, like we saw so many people coming. West during COVID because somehow it was healthier. We saw people deciding after watching the show Yellowstone, which became unbelievably popular during COVID, that they would just pull up stakes and move West and create a ranching lifestyle that had very little to do with the reality of the West.
1: Second, she wanted to look at people who moved
4: West to create like-minded communities. People moving West, particularly in Montana and Idaho, um, to create homelands or front lines, this Christian nationalist movement that, that really focused on the Idaho panhandle in Western Montana, where people were coming to create these communities of like-minded people and um, await a big event, whether it was a religious event or whether it's impending civil war.
1: Kwaman will be in Telluride this week as part of the Wilkinson Public Library's Authors Uncovered series.
4: I think we need to acknowledge the fact that as humans, we live among myths. We are a myth-making species. And so we do have myths that are foundational to the way that we see things. But um, what happened, I believe, during pandemic and during this period of political polarization, which, which we've been seeing over the last several years, is that we began to live in a, an environment of toxic myths.
1: Over the course of her book, Kwamen spoke with over 100 people, finding their
4: myths and realities in the West. From um, you know one of two black men living in a tiny town in Montana to um, a queer bookstore owners and how they became this really important uh, community um, touchstone and center for kids during COVID um, to a rancher in eastern Montana who's tremendously uh, conservative.
1: Kwama notes the concept of myth isn't inherently wrong it's how we
4: engage with them. I think what is best is for us to understand our myths and then to be able to unpack them um, and uh, you know i i I think that that um, myths myths are important, but I also think that uh, conversation around myths or unexamined myths are really they can be dangerous. Uh, and, and, and so it is really important for us to, to be in dialogue, to challenge our myths, and to, um, and to sort of understand where they come from.
1: Betsy Gaines-Quammen will be in Telluride on Wednesday, November 8th, for a talk on her new book, True West, Myth and Mending on the Far Side of America. The event will begin at 5 30 p.m. at the Wilkinson Public Library.
0: The town of Mountain Village has a town council seat to fill. The vacancy comes after Patrick Barry's resignation from the position last month. Mountain Village town council will select a new council member at its meeting on Thursday, November 16th. The new council member will fulfill Barry's remaining two years on town council. In order to be considered for the seat, applicants must be registered Mountain Village voters and submit an application with a letter of intent. Applications for a seat on Mountain Village Town Council are due by 5 p.m. on Wednesday, November 8th.
1: November brings dark evenings, long nights, and a perfect time to gather around poetry and storytelling. This month, the Bardic Trails Poetry Night, an event of the Talking Gourds Poetry Club, features Valerie Sarek, who will offer a reading and lead participants in a poem-sharing circle. Sarek has published four books of poetry, in addition to performing her work around Colorado and the West. She is a Native American flute player, a teacher, a leather artisan, and energy healer. Sarek's work bridges traditions, mediums, and worlds. This month's poetry gathering takes place on Tuesday, November 7th at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Find the link to register at telluridelibrary.org. November's poetic prompt is The Shadow.
0: It's that time of year again, in the wee hours of Sunday morning. The clock inched towards 2 a.m. before falling back an hour. While daylight savings provided an extra hour of sleep over the weekend, it also means dusk arrives earlier, and animals using the twilight hours to migrate will likely coincide with rush hour. Colorado Parks and Wildlife is urging drivers to share the road this fall and pay special attention following the clock change. According to CPW, a number of big game are traveling to winter habitats and cross or use roadways on their migration. But drivers can help reduce wildlife collisions. CPW asks all drivers to slow down, stay alert, scan ahead, and obey traffic signs, notably wildlife warning signs.
1: On Sunday, more than 50,000 people ran through New York City's five boroughs as part of the 2023 New York City Marathon. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis of KSUT and KSJD brings us the story of two Navajo women who ran the race.
3: Micah Shaw of Ogden, Utah, isn't an experienced runner.
1: I actually started long distance running back in February of 2022.
3: Micah Shaw is one of seven Native American women sponsored by Native Women Running for this year's marathon. The Minneapolis-based organization hosts Native races and fundraisers for Native American causes. Lacey Sinjani is a Navajo woman from Tuba City, Arizona, who also received sponsorship funding to travel to NYC.
2: I have been a runner most of my life ever since I was small.
3: Sometimes during a race, Lacey Sinjani receives encouragement that's especially heartwarming.
2: I'll come across someone that is Navajo and they'll say some encouraging words in Navajo like which means, you know, go keep going and push harder. So hearing that Navajo language being said to me, you know, that always gives me inspiration.
3: For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Edomitis.
0: The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for clear skies tonight with a south wind around 15 miles per hour and a low near 35 degrees. Expect windy conditions to continue on Tuesday with gusts as high as 40 miles per hour. Sun is likely with a high near 55 degrees. Tuesday night calls for partly cloudy skies with a low near 30 degrees and wind gusts around 30 miles per hour. Wednesday calls for sunny skies and a high near 45 degrees with a chance of afternoon snow showers. A chance of snow continues overnight on Wednesday with a low near 20 degrees. This has been the news for Monday, November 6. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206.